Hello! What's going on, Craniacs? Here we are at the Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen episode? Mm hmm. Episode 13. Yes. There we are. There you go. Um, have a good show lined up, but uh, before even getting into that, I have to introduce the co host, per usual, Pete. Ahoy! Kev. Are Great to be here. All right. Um, yeah, got a good show lined up. Again, you know, we're not consistent with the schedule. And again, not going to promise anything. We're just going to go with how we feel depending on how the week plays out. So here we are with episode 13. Uh, our guest today is Jacob Burton, lifelong friend of Kevin Stevenson and now of the Cranial Sewage family. Uh, he is an entrepreneur and his newest venture is something that everyone should take a look at. Best sunglasses around. They're floating. They're 50 bucks. Rayos gear. They look good. I got two of them this past week, and I feel good about myself. <laughs> How do you spell Rayos? R-H-E-O-S. It is a Greek word for rivers, I believe. And they, they float in water. That was, I, that was yeah. the coolest thing. He was yeah, like, I, oh, I, yeah, these are my glasses. <laughs> and he was laying in the lake and just chucked them in the water, and they started floating. Skimmed over that. Very brief. They float it's in water. They're so light. Okay? It's awesome. Whoever has, you know, take your Oakleys or Ray-Bans or, or whatever and try to, to, to make them float, and then you'll be trying to find them. Rayos is the Greek word for river current. River current. Mm. River, it's Greek, right? Yeah. A river is constantly flowing, constantly changing, and most importantly, it carves its own path. We'll yeah. touch on that later. That's cool. Yeah. I, it's, they're really cool, yeah. and uh, Jake was kind enough to join us. Really good dude. One of the best, and one of Kev's best friends. Yeah. Good guy. Great Good guy. Uh, in other news, I, I'm I'm like in this this uh, how do I say? Pretty I'm signing up for uh, not only Reyes. I'm signing up for other stuff. Yeah. Dollar Shave Club. We talked about it a few episodes ago. They sold for a billion dollars. I signed up for it. Okay. It's really good. Quick feedback. How's it been? It's been like every guy should do it. Really. It's cheap. It's valuable. It's a great shave, and it goes to your doorstep. I, I still don't get it. If I'm on a dollar shave, it was eight bucks, right? Yeah. And isn't your first month free? Because I heard a commercial today. So how do you know? You, it was $8? No, you get a discount on your first time around. So they, it's kind of a bit of a lie there. No, it's not. A lie is when you go to Harris Teeter or any other grocery store. I'm not trying to talk bad about Harris Teeter. I'm talking bad about the when you get those blade cartridges. Right, yeah. and you have to pay twenty five bucks for four blades. It's, oh yeah. Okay, you pay twenty five bucks, you get four cartridges, you get shaved butter and post shave for twenty. You don't have bucks. to go to the store again. You don't have to go to the store, and it's delivered to your doorstep. That's why they sold for a billion bucks. And it comes with like the razor handle. I yeah. Mm-hmm. You go and you choose what kind of razor you want. There's three different options. I want executive. It's pretty good. <laughs> It's really good. Is executive, is executive like four blades or something like six. that? Six. Six blades on the one thing. What? Six the, razors on one blade, I should God. say. And, yeah. and the guy hand delivers it in a suit and tie. That's not true. <laughs> um, and then I also signed up for Blue Apron, which you know I'll try in the next two weeks. But I'm, I'm jacked. Jacked about it. I like that move. I'm, I'm interested to see how both of those pan out. Yeah. For... for now that you mention this, I find this interesting. As an individual who is more inclined to purchase clothing than most people that I've ever met, 
And is the complete opposite Who, of me? me. Yeah. I don't buy clothing that often. But you buy gear. Okay. Compared to me, my shoes are literally eight years old. You have 38 <laughs> pairs of shoes. Right. It's the truth. I've collected them over time, and I've had same size shoes since freshman year in high school. Well, I mean, there there are, you know, websites or whatever. So go on. What opportunities where you can get clothing shipped to your, like, you've never even, that, that I've no, never I've heard you mention that to me. Done it. I'm a weird fit. Okay. Long Just back. too monstrous. Yeah, that. Long back, short legs, wide shoulders. <laughs> Huge head. Huge head <laughs> with not a lot of hair on it. Doesn't work for online shopping. I'd have to send a lot back. And Off the rack. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's a pain. So anywho, Dollar Shave called Blue Apron and Rayos. Maybe some future uh, sponsors of Cranial Sewage. Absolutely. Why not? We talked about it briefly. Taking sponsors. Yeah. So, you know, plenty of ad space here in Cranial Sewage. Happy to do ad reads. And I, I feel, quite frankly, we'd be pretty good at them. But uh, we'll get right into it. Um, hot topics. Pete, why don't you take the first one? We're going to talk about Major League Baseball uh, and the month of August. Is, is this our first is podcast first? in September? It is. Okay. So that, that's why this is a little bit of a delayed stat, as it were. Um, but worth noting. Absolutely. So uh, I think the league, Major League Baseball, has was like you know a hitters league during kind of the steroid era, obviously with McGuire and Sosa, and then to watch, yeah, absolutely. Um, And then it you know transitioned into more of a pitchers league um, with like the Tim Lincecums and guys like that. And uh, but in August, um, the entire league combined for 1,053 home runs in the single month, which was the all-time record for home runs in a month. Which I thought was pretty surprising because yeah. it it almost seems like there are less individuals hitting home runs and home runs and home runs. It's more like collective teams, yeah, across and the board. batters one through nine. Exactly, and so Baltimore hit fifty five home runs. Uh, Miami had the low of twenty one, but an MLB average of thirty five. Um, and actually, Baltimore hit fifty six in June, yeah. so they were just they, knocking the cover off the ball. I actually saw something. Uh, I think it was yesterday where their attendance was like still really low. Who? Baltimore. Well, it, maybe because it was a Monday game, but yeah. I mean, dude, people are just crushing home runs. Isn't that why you go to a game to see just yabos all day? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. But I think baseball is kind of weirdly <laughs> one of those where you go more for atmosphere. Like, I want to be outside. I want to yell at the hot dog guy and the beer vendor. Like, true. Throw me some peanuts. True. Uh, Sporting event environments. We'll get into that yes, later. Swell transition. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, kind of to the point that I was slightly making, uh, Brian Dozier from Minnesota led the league with 13 home runs. So, like, it wasn't an absurd amount, but, I mean, that's I don't that's even a know pretty, that is. I don't either, really. Um, but Gary Sanchez, the catcher for the Yankees, my team, hit 11 home runs, which is only two less than the leader, but he had 30 less at bats. That's amazing. So that guy was really tearing the cover off the ball. Rookie, right? The uh, I mean, I I rookie doesn't is. really work, but but yeah, I mean, first year in Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was an interesting uh, thing so, after all, after so many years of baseball being around that yeah. the most home runs were hit. Something pretty incredible about sitting in a a baseball stadium and, and watching a guy go yard. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Yeah, well, the sound of it too is piercing. You yeah, know, is. like you're just mind your own business. You might have a beer, might have some like peanuts or whatever, and you just hear it. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. The, the thwack of a wooden bat is pretty amazing. <laughs> nice use thwack. Of the word thwack. 
onomatopoeia um, for the day. You know, the point that you made, even recently, I mean, within the past three to five years, it was a pitcher's league. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw no-hitters, like, or at least a no-hitter bid in the running <clears throat> almost well, bi-weekly. Like Kershaw and who, who was the, um, Scherzer? Max Scherzer. He's like got like a nine yeah. in like the last two years or something, I'm certain. Yeah, something nuts. In fact, I went to – I've seen a perfect game live. That's crazy. And San Francisco, I saw Matt Cain through oh, a perfect yeah. game. And that was kind of, I guess, when we look back at it, kind of the tail end of when pitchers, pitchers were dominating. Dominate. And I feel like they still – but for whatever reason – it's just cool to see the ebbs and flows of a sport. Yeah, and absolutely. that's a perfect example statistically. And, and it also, it also, I kind of think I, I like the stat to kind of get people more aware of baseball because I think a lot of people think it's boring. But I mean, a thousand fifty home runs in thirty days, yeah, is a ton of home runs. That's a we, lot. That's a lot of it's good a lot swings. It's a lot of jacks. I mean, that's a lot of souvenirs for the kids. Is it safe to say that we went from no hitters to more hitters? To Mohitters. Got it. Nice, Love it. Nice. Trying to sum it all up. That should be it, the headline. Yeah. That's a pretty remarkable stat, though. I mean, that many guys going yards. I mean. Well, I went to, uh, I was in Chicago a, a little over a month ago for a particular shindig weekend. <laughs> um, and we went to a game at Wrigley Field. Yeah. And the Cubs obviously have had a great year and they're really, really good. And they're probably favorites to win it, uh, which would be exciting for that city. But. Um, there were at least four home runs in that game really? between the two teams. That's awesome. And we left in the seventh because it was starting to rain, and right when we were leaving, there was another one. Jeez. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, just goes to show show that that stat holds up. But anyway, cool. Good find, Pete. Uh, let's keep moving here. Um, start of the NFL season. It's been good so far. We're two weeks in. Uh, right off the bat. The Browns still really stink. Um, they're on to their third quarterback in three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I got to make a confession. Sure. It, it is really hard for me to determine. O- outside of the top couple teams, it's really hard for me to determine early on like who's going to be good. Yeah. No, it's I because agree. I didn't play the sport necessarily. I mean, I have a pretty strong knowledge of it, I'd say. You're an but, athlete. But – I have no idea. I have no idea how you can tell who's going to be good, who's not going to be good. We can't because you can't – and that's where you can't predict who's going to get injured. Right. Injuries are the biggest. You can't really inj- who's inj- and then, like, matchups, obviously, are – Is that foreshadowing? Are crazy. Are you kidding? A um, few takeaways from our amateur sitting on the couch perspective. <laughs> Carson Wentz is pretty good. That guy – We were watching it yesterday. dimes yesterday. And, I mean, he's putting them into tiny little windows. Yeah. I'm, He's kind of an idiot. Well, not an idiot, but he needs to, like, not get hit. I know yeah. he's tough and all that, but, like... Man, he him, stood in there a couple times. He, he stood he, in he's there. Smart, he's smart enough to not turn the ball over, but he is getting just... Slacked. Walloped. He had that sideline that sideline spin move, and he's never going to do that again because Trevathan just sent him to the center of the earth. There were three plays where he was, he's what, 6'4", or something like that? He was off his feet. Yeah. <laughs> three plays, like, that is probably not something you need to be doing. Yeah. Anyway, seems like Philly fans have something to cheer about. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Shout out to Paul. Paul Dudley. Well. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles are terrible and the Giants are the best. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> let's, let's get so let's transition to the Giants. 2-0. Oh, 
How, as, a, as a Giants fan, Pete, how do you feel about them? Are are you like ah, not convinced yet? It's one of those things where I, I I'm convinced to knock on wood. Like I, I don't want to say anything because I've seen them start zero and six and then go like you know eight yeah, and eight or something like that, or start six and zero and then go eight and eight and like you have no idea. Right. Like it, it's almost like golf, kind of like you have to put all four rounds together. You I can't like play that. three rounds and then Love just it. tank. Wow. So I, I like I, that. But I mean, their offense—they have some firepower. I mean, my, they, they might have the best offense in the league. Their running is a bit unfortunate, which is not surprising <laughs> because I drafted their running back, and my team is terrible. Who, Vereen or uh, uh, Jennings? I almost said Bradshaw. <laughs> nice. I wish. Uh, but the thing that kind of gives me the most hope is their defense always makes me terrified. But they only gave the longest rush they gave up to Dallas. Uh, who has, is notorious for one of the best offensive lines? Was the longest rush was eight yards. All right. So I mean, I think they progress. could. I think they could pull it together. I mean, we got a lineman with only three fingers, but hopefully yeah. he can. He, hopefully he can use those pretty. What's the coach's name again? McAdoo, right? Yeah. Ben McAdoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks like he's stuck in the nineties. He's got the second worst hair to the guy who owns the Oakland Raiders. Yes, and that's saying something because that guy's haircut. He might be one of the ugliest people on in America. I'm saying in NFL. Yeah, because I was gonna say Guy Fieri's is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's super nice. Well, that's almost like early 2000s. At least maybe. he tries though. Like yeah. he tries at it. McAdoo's just like, give me the Lloyd Christmas haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me I, a he windbreaker. Does it himself. Give me a 1990s windbreaker made by Spalding or Champion and a clipboard. And a clipboard. Screw the Microsoft Surface. I just want a clipboard <laughs> with some paper. Exactly. Um, Do you have a number two, Susan? Thank you. I'd love a pencil. <laughs> yeah, number two. None of this mechanical pencil. Those are mm-hmm. way too advanced for me. Mm. Um, other two and O teams. Okay, we got the G-Men. We got Eagles. We got the Broncos, Patriots, Ravens, Steelers, Texans, Vikings. Fight up about the Patriots. I think uh, I gotta say the best two and O team. Again, this is a very amateur and uh, amateur perspective. The Broncos got to be the best two and O team. They have to be. Because they have the best defense and defense yeah. championships. Yes, and they're defending Super Bowl champs. And by the way, this kid, Simeon or whatever, hasn't done too bad of a job. No. He's kind of showed up. Yeah, he's kind of showed it's up. Almost the, I was thinking earlier, it's almost the year of like the rookie quarterback. There are four rookie quarterbacks starting next week, I think. Yeah. Or maybe this past, past week. One of them being Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. who we talked about with Chris Patola last episode. Jacoby is a NC State grad. Uh... Had a great preseason, started as a third-string quarterback at Patriots. All of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, thrown into the starting position two nights from now on Thursday against a 2-0 Texans team who is pretty, pretty good. I saw a stat. Are we, so, go ahead. Are we surprised by the Texans being 2-0? Yes. I would in say terms we of their, are. In terms of their offense, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, their defense is going to be good because they got J.J. Watt. Well, it's unfortunate that they're 2-0 and no one will throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, who's on who is also team. on my team. Yeah, But I saw a stat that in the second half in their first two games thus far, the Texans have only given up three rushing yards in 39 attempts. Mm. That is absurd. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know they have some other guys on my D-line. I just can't remember off the top of my it's head. Davion right. Clowney. Who actually is like finally kind of back and playing? Yeah, not injured. Seven years. Don't know if Will Fork is still there. I think he is. Anyway, they're good. Okay, zero and two teams. 
Saints, Bears, Redskins, Dolphins, Bills, Browns, Jaguars. Are we surprised at all? I mean, Bears maybe a hair. No, Bears after yesterday. You owe me two dollars. I do. They are terrible. They are terrible. terrible. They are. Really ter- they could be them and the Browns could be the worst two teams in that. Their no. offensive line yes. is their offensive line is you. The three of us could rush Jay Cutler when he gets back on the field after his sprained thumb. They and Brian Hoyer. They're terrible. Awful. I would love the. I would love the salary. Which of those teams have the best chance in turning it around? I mean, again, it's early, but which of those teams have the best chance of turning it around and making something uh, happen? Uh, Kev, you want to jump on that? I mean, listen, my. I got my Again, idea. this is my... We've gone with the fact that we're all amateurs. There's a three schmoes sitting on around. the couch, <laughs> yeah. half asleep. Mostly asleep. Watching Saints Red Redskins. Saints and Redskins, uh, I like that. I would say the Saints just because they have Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he can he can put things... Here. He's got, like, three or four 5,000-yard passing years in a it's row. Amazing. Like, it's amazing. The problem with them is their defense is abysmal. But he's amazing. Yeah, he's but amazing. he puts up 40 points a game, so like yeah. it kind of gives his defense a little leeway, whereas gonna, like, I don't trust a lot of these other defenses. The Browns put up 20 points in the first quarter and lost. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're on their third quarterback in two weeks. Cody Kessler's are starting. Breeze will win you a few a games. games. Four or five games, let's be honest. No doubt. Spe- okay, speaking of quarterbacks, like, okay, yeah, the quarterback can be incredible, but it's also up to the wide receivers. How True. many passes did the Eagles drop for Wentz last night? I, I know. They, yeah. I, I was and Wentz was putting him on the money. Get this dude in the hands. I know. What are you, a professional wide receiver? What are you? And you got you got stick-em gloves on. Like, Speaking of which, uh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we came up with a new thing. What because, is that? Because of that. Do you remember? What? Live Bad lip. What is it? What, oh, oh, yeah. Bad live lip reading or something. Yeah, live bad lip reading. Well, yeah. what we would, yeah, we would actually do it ourselves. We'd mute it, and then me and you and Pete would have some back and forth, and it, I thought it was pretty good. In terms of, okay, here's what happened Carson Wentz, right on the money to, was it Jordan Matthews? I mean, like 30 yard throw into a bucket on the, like, it was gorgeous. On a silver platter. Yeah. Hit him on the hands. Dropped it. Both hands. And I was like, if I were Wentz, I wouldn't talk to Jordan Matthews until he apologized to me. Next thing they show is Carson Wentz and Jordan Matthews speaking on the sideline. We muted it, and we had the conversation. <laughs> Should we try and reenact the, it right now? We had the voiceover. I don't think we can. Maybe we'll do it on uh, Twitter page or something like that. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my take. Own two teams. I'm not going to count the Jaguars. They're, they're, they have talent. Bortles is good. I'm surprised you didn't go they with just, Bills because you like T-Mobile. I love T-Mobile. I hate Bills, Rex Ryan. Bills? Bills? You hate Rex. Yeah, I mean, and obviously so. Yeah. But. And then I think the Redskins, uh, I wouldn't count them out yet. They're in a weird division, including with your Giants. So It is a weird division, and I, I don't want to count them out because of the division. Obviously, anything can happen. Cousins I, needs to play better. I kind of want to count them out because I have Cousins and Jordan Reed. <laughs> cousins. Jeremy, wait, wait, read first name. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so they're probably going to be terrible this year. No, I, I wouldn't count them out quite yet. But anyway, that's our, that's our uh, you know, unprofessional, non-expertise Hot take topic. on. Hot take. You don't <laughs> like Rex Ryan? Is that I don't think, accurate? I don't think anyone Dude, he, likes Rex Ryan. He, every, every preseason, he's like, this is the year that we're going to win the Super Bowl. What is 
and the they most, end up eight and eight, and then he gets fired. And, and on the other hand, there are guys like Bill Belichick who doesn't say anything, goes in with a third string quarterback, and wins. Yeah, like uh, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there aren't many guys like Bill Belichick, Pete. No, no, obviously yeah. not. But right. my, like Greenberg said it this morning on uh, Mike and Mike how. Um, like if you look at the actual stats, Rex Ryan is supposed to be a defensive minded coach. Mm. He came into Buffalo and their incredible defense got worse. Yeah. How is that possible? No, they had like one, I think they had fewer sacks than almost every team. And and the year before, I think they had the most. Uh, it's, it's, it's bad. Brutal. Anywho. Um, there's all the, 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 yeah, we got a long ways to go to see who's going to be good. It's yeah. So exciting, and and though. I think some of the, Teams with the best potential are the one-and-one one teams. Obviously, yeah. the Panthers are very good. Cardinals, I think, are very good. Got a good coach. I like Paul. I like how an older, smart quarterbacks and Larry Fitzgerald's yeah. incredible. And Cam's Cam's amazing. Oh yeah, he is. Fifty-two points in two weeks, baby. Yeah, fantasy. Great, fantasy. Great fantasy. transition. We're gonna move right into fantasy. Talk about your fantasy rosters. Who are you excited about? Uh, maybe who is too early of a pick who, looking back, probably shouldn't have picked them. Preach on. I don't have much to add here. This is going to be a Pete-dominated conversation. You could probably go with Cam Newton. That was a great one. Dude, yeah, we're, we're my, I'm most league. excited about Cam. You got Cam in the 12th um, round because Cam, it's keeper league. Yeah. And then Cam and then his got... tight end, Greg Olson. Yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, the two guys I'm jacked about. A.B. It's, put up mad points in the first, first yeah, week for me. Yeah, Brown, too. My he put God. up six. Last week, man. That's I all right. Mean, they're all over. That's them. okay. It's, he, dude. We and, won, though. We won, though. Yeah. yeah, and it's also one of those things where, you know, Brown will put up like 10 one week, but then he'll put up 24 three weeks in a row, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Sweet. Uh, that's why I dropped Worth it. the investment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas Rawls, I don't even want to touch because we're going to touch on him in a later segment. I am. But you're not thrilled about that pick. I am less. I am. Not thrilled. I am less than. I am really. Pissed, pissed off. No, th- zero thrill. Negative thrilled, sir. <laughs> Pete? Uh, uh, I'm going to... Uh, what, what's your record? Seriously? You're the worst. I <laughs> thought we could be friends. What's your... Because we're in the same league. And we're, you're sleeping with one eye open. I'm 0-2. <laughs> I'm 0-2 in that league as well. Uh, I put up 61 points. Although in the other league that I won last year where there's a trophy... In the living room, I'm two and zero, and I'm also in first place in that league. So warm with cats. I, I think I, I think I'm sadly excited most about my defense, the Panthers, and okay. my kicker Gustowski, who missed a kick for the first time since Nam since Sorry. I drafted him. Sorry. Unbelievable. Sorry. Uh, I, I kind of, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper. We'll see what happens. I think uh, Langford for uh, Chicago could be good now that Cutler's down, just because they're probably gonna have to run more. So I hate to break it to you, Pete, because Langford is on my—he's on my team in the in the Yahoo League and the other league where we're not in the same league. Um, John Fox doesn't love Langford, and yeah, I think playing the carry or whatever that was. Carry got hurt, so they're thank gonna, God. So the rookie, there's a rookie who got touches who they're really high on, who might take touches from Langford. Uh, so I drafted him, and I'm like. Oh, no, that's terrible news. I hope Langford has a bounce-back week, but it's not looking too good. I need my team to have a bounce-back. I mean, yeah. like, uh, I, I think I'm most excited about Derek Carr. Because like Kirk Cousins is terrible. Man. 
Uh, well, hopefully you can turn it around. He hit a cheerleader in the face last week. I mean, it is, it, it, she got the worst throws ever. Brian Hoyer almost threw a fade into the fourth row. <laughs> do, you see, do you remember that? It was the guy was guys. open. Yeah. yeah. She didn't see anything. <laughs> okay, a few guys I'm excited about, and and it's two guys who's been on who have been on my bench, the Coleman brothers, even though they're not brothers, Corey Coleman, rookie wide receiver on the Browns, the worst team ever, and then Tevin Coleman, the running back for the Falcons, he's been productive. Corey yeah. Coleman had a huge week, obviously with the new quarterback, it's, you got to test it, but this dude's pretty good. But what about when Josh Gordon comes back? Obviously, you know. Got, Who I have? Got to, got so he'll to, probably be terrible. Got to test that. Uh, you you have some wide wide out. Uh, I was watching. T- I got uh, that, that. That's not gonna work. You have some wide receiver who's kind of random. Who is gonna? I think it's gonna be Marvin Jones. No, 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 no. Um, oh, I'm so Eric close. Decker is the touchdown machine. Yeah, he really, and I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Julio Jones. You have Julio Jones. Yeah. Why is my team so? Bad? Julio. But not in that league. In that in our league, we have anyway. I digress. I, I think I, I, was, I, Beckham, I, I, think I was thinking of out Coleman. Yeah, so I, was I like, think he, that's he, what he it is. Some, he had some good productive. Points. Anyway, it, it'll be interesting to see how that rookie pans out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, real quick. Uh, no more sports talk. Let's talk about this gas shortage and how it feels like it's the end of the world. Um, I had my gas tank was below E. I needed gas, and I drove around not knowing if I would make it. Drove past a Costco, and there were mm, 150 cars lined up to get gas. Finally found one, and I could only get $15 maximum. That's all they were allowing? Yeah. That's ridiculous. So that filled up half my tank, and because of the commute, that could be that could go down pretty, pretty oh, yeah. oh, wow. Here's what's happening tomorrow. Carpool to work. Yeah, do that. Kind of on. Uh, I uh, I have a positive story about the gas shortage. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been really, really troublesome for many, many people across many states. Mm. Um, but luckily, I have a good friend who works for the North Carolina Emergency Management. <laughs> Found out about this on Thursday, texted me and a couple other guys, so I got gas on Thursday. And have not had to worry about it the entire time. Yeah, that's great. So, Good you for know, you, Pete. It's great that you didn't. <laughs> Good pa- for you, Pete. I did that- pass it on. I did. I passed it on to like four people, and they're all like, "Oh yeah, it comes from many pipelines. You're an idiot." Here's the thing: Were we one of those four? Well, you know, what I've is seen this? A lot of no, we weren't. <laughs> what is this? Survival of the fitness or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say something about it. We had a camera. Oh. I figured you had good gas mileage. Yeah, but we great. But. Uh, I'm wondering if, okay, for the first time in my life, I'm like, hmm, might not be so bad to have a Prius. Crossed my mind. Number one. I didn't commit to it, but it crossed my mind. Defriending you crossed my mind. B. And and number two, letter B, are the environmentalists who do have Camrys, who do need to fill up their tank, are like, you know what? Fuel's not so bad. You mean mean the people who have Prii? Or who have a... In, in uh, 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 environmental friendly car, high gas mileage type yeah, deal, like a Camry or a Corolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, you know what? This gas thing's pretty good, and probably need it. Do you think that crossed their mind? This gas thing's pretty good, and we need it. I yeah, mean, gas. You know the fact that we don't we have a shortage of gas because of a pipeline. 
breaking or whatever. Oh, there's. Uh, I think they're probably not because all of that gas leaked into a pond. True. That's uh, that's the counter to that. Well, but at my, the same time, like I need to get to work. I need gas in my car. Yeah, well, I, think, I think you guys are asking all the wrong questions, and the right question is: Are we going to have enough gas to get around? I mean, it, I it, get around. I, man, yeah, I mean, I no, they said it's supposed to be back by the end of this week, so that's legit. But yeah. and fun fact um, to all the quote unquote environmentalists who buy a pre i uh, that the production of that car does far more damage than a. Land Rover Discovery. Because you have to, like, mine this special nickel from Sweden and then ship it on a huge tanker over to, you know, Norway. And then it gets put together and it gets shipped on another tanker to Japan and then all this stuff. So all you people um, driving a Prius. Idiots! Are you kidding me? Okay, last hot topic. Uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, as of today... The news came out that they're reportedly filing for divorce. They have their reasons. Apparently, you know, there, there might be an affair going on with one of Brad's uh, co-workers on a movie set. Again. I've also heard that uh, he might be, you know, getting a little bit too much into the Mary Jane and the alcohol. And Angelina's like, eh, that's not good around the children, you know. TMZ, Twitter, saw it today. Yeah. But uh, here's a question I want to ask. Has Jennifer Aniston been single this whole time? She's married, but... Is she? Yeah. Is she? To that Thoreau guy. The guy who... Yeah, he was in... Um, he was in uh, Charlie's Angels 2, Full Throttle. He's the bad guy who's in prison doing like... Oh. He's been in a, a few things. So, I don't particularly like him, but... I was going to say... I thought she was, like, still not married. She was single. She may not be, like, I'm pretty sure she's married now, but, like, uh, the two of them, Justin Thoreau, I think his name is. So, this will make for a better story. So, pretend she was single. Okay. Would she have been single this whole time waiting to swoop Brad back up, knowing that Brad, Brangelina, were going to be no more at some point in the future? Because I'm team, I'm team Jen all the way. I can't even. I, I mean, I can't speak to that. I don't even know. I, I, I hope not. I hope that she <laughs> found moved love. on with her life and had some more experiences. But who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overly speak about it because I'm an enormous Janiston fan, having grown up with friends. <laughs> Um, Janiston. I, I don't think she did wait. I think I've seen some interviews with Brad Pitt, and he's kind of a weird guy. He's a weird and guy. And she apparently is like the kitty's titties and just awesome and like super no. cool. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't, I don't see her sitting around. I, I'm well, she's sure so she, cool. Why was she single for so long? Because I mean, it's, it's. I mean, like sometimes you just don't fit. Like. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are cool, and, you, and you're just like, this is, I'm, I'm not ready to settle down right now. She, was, time, she probably know. had a lot of things going on. I mean, I, I don't know. Also, I don't think Brad's aged particularly well, whereas Jennifer is the ideal, like, quintessential, this is what you should be aging as. Like, yeah. it's impeccable. It's amazing. Yeah. And as a, you know, for a long time, there was a Jennifer-Angelina debate, where, you know, what Brad should do. Type thing and like some people pick Angelina and some people pick Jen. Jen. 
for me. Obvious. Okay, I'm so Jen that I was dating a girl who picked Angelina. I almost broke up with her on the spot. Like, I, I got into an argument. I was thoroughly upset. I remember being in the car and, like, not knowing what to do with myself. So, well, is there ever a chance... Of course there's a chance. Before they die, will Jen and Brad get back together? No. Did you hear that the divorce was so bad that they have to send the kids back to, like, Africa and Europe and stuff like that? Oh, my God. I made that up. (laughs) (laughs) So literal. No. Yeah, they adopted 37 kids and they're all going back. That's a thing? No. (laughs) Joke's on you, Steve. Yeah. Kev, do you think Jen and Brad will get back together? No. She, I, I mean, I, I do. No. She, yeah. You don't even know who she's married to now. He's like an attractive looking dude. Yep, but it's Hollywood. It's a Hollywood, uh, it's a Hollywood marriage. Not happening. Well, who gets, you have to break up and get married at 60. That'd be weird. Okay. Not going to happen. I think he's super. I think he's way too weird. He's a weird guy. He's like a really weird guy. It's not, it's not happening. Next topic. Yeah. Okay. Hot topics done. Two dollars on this though. Are sure. we gonna throw down two dollars and, and we'll uh, and we'll do uh, uh, we're gonna have to remember this bet for twenty years, but whatever. Yeah, just like we were gonna remember the uh, Tiger Woods bet where he's not playing in twenty sixteen. That was an earlier episode, and you guys are gonna pay me in January. No, I'm busy. No, I'm not paying you anything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our buddy Jake's gonna join us now. We're gonna talk sunglasses and and startups and uh, wakeboarding and friendships and all that. Here we go. Hey, Jake. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Well, uh, really appreciate you jumping on. Um, You know, for those who don't know, uh, Kevin grew up with Jake, and they were very close in high school, remained very close. In fact, not even a month ago, actually three weeks ago, we went to Jake's lake house uh, and had a grand old time. Uh, it was my first time, but it's Kev's what thousandth? Seven, yeah, seventy ninth, eightieth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's been up there a fair amount of times. All of them pretty mellow. Yeah, all mellow times. But uh, Kev, I'm gonna let you handle this uh, yeah. interview since you know Jake, and uh, we'll go from there. Jake, he's so nice. He says that I grew up with him when literally Casey was involved in probably every single thing that we did. Um, growing up, so I like to say that we grew up with you. Obviously, Jordan uh, was Casey's year. Yeah, uh, Jacob's sister. So deep rooted ties here. But I'm gonna I, interrupt you, Kev. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I did grow up with you because Jake, you had a younger sister, Jordan, and you, uh, you approached me as your little brother, and you would practice all your wrestling moves on me. <laughs> so, so uh, we did grow up together. Just had a grand old time with wrestling there. Yeah. yeah, touch a few things, but but it's 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 you know I, I'm I'm really excited to have you on because of your story. You know you've always had this brilliant kind of entrepreneurial spirit even before I even knew what the word entrepreneur meant. So dating back to like senior year of high school, I remember you showing me this whole thing about going down to Athens and creating some sort of like platform where people can talk to each other and i'm sitting here looking at you like man you're nuts but you've 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 always done all these really cool projects and i want you to kind of talk about where that's come from where the curiosity for you has come from and then obviously talk about reos which is 
a really cool story that we'll touch on, you know, once we get there. But kind of talk to me, talk to us about where this whole curiosity came from, like where, where you got into this idea of wanting to build businesses and, and, and kind of get down that track a little bit. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a great question and one I'll probably always ask because I don't really know. I mean, growing up, I would say it was just always a curiosity of looking for cool and different opportunities. And it started with the, the basics, bread and butter, with like doing lawns, finding a lawnmower and finding people that needed something. Kev, I remember, and you may or may not even remember this, it was like junior or senior year of high school, maybe before then. We started consider it done, and that was like literally whatever. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. What is that? That that was like pretty much whatever you need done. That's what we're here for. Wow! Oh man! Ideas. That's amazing. (laughs) We were feeling so clever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Um, Throwback. But no, I mean that's always been the kind of the curiosity of it and just the excitement of it of not really knowing what comes next and you know some ventures have been awesome and worked out great and others have been a challenge um and it really is just for me been like constantly learning along the way getting paid a little bit for education and then looking for those areas like reyes that feel like home um just personally and business-wise yeah i mean and, and the considerate don wow man you're blowing my mind with that but we cleared Uncle Randy's backyard of all the ivy oh, over the course of a week. And that, I think that's where it stemmed from. And then you also did, uh, didn't you like do the installation in his barn or something like that? I don't know if that was us, maybe. But we, we did a fair amount of work over there. But consider it done. That's where it came from. But that's hilarious. Uh, that's a throwback there. But, you know, let's talk about Reyes a little bit. Like, you know, we, we it, that, that also stems from kind of a, a pretty funny story and – it's always cool to me how you always tie it back to um, some sort of cool nostalgic story or, or something um, that, that that's a little deeper than just an exchange of kind of product for for money, so to speak. Um, talk about Rayos, how you know where you're at now, where the idea came from, the idea of floating sunglasses. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it definitely. I won't say this was the original, original idea sure. of it, but the story that we had, I don't even remember when it was, up at the beach when our good buddy Paul was out there. Um, and we're out there. I had just lost like three sunglasses yep. in a row. Yep. And like I saw Oakley sink, saw Ray-Ban sink. I probably saw some Jack gas station sunglasses sink. And then we're out there in the ocean. And I just remember Paul's face coming up from a wave that had just hit him in the face. And he goes, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my sunglasses. Yeah. And I just looked at him, and I was probably 15 feet away. I said, there's no time. Yeah. Sprinted over and just starfished. <laughs> waving my arms and feet around and eventually kicked him up. Yeah. Um, and, then, you know, pair of sunglasses are important. They cost a lot of money, and they disappear in a second. And yep. I think... Over the years, after continuing to lose and break plenty of shades, that was uh, the inspiration for for Reyes being our first product. I mean, that's the first thing you put on your face when you walk outside to go do something fun. So that was where we started. Spent a long time, probably six, closer to 12 months, just hustling, trying to get the right designs and right styles and get the material right. 
and it's an ever-evolving process. But that's my first time in the product world, so it's been a blast getting started. So, so really, the past six to twelve months, you've been able to come up with different styles, and and uh, I guess yeah, different models for your sunglasses. How about one? How long have you been really working on Rayoso in terms of spending a lot of your time uh, really t- towards the planning of it, building the business? You know, a lot of stuff goes on before actually getting the, the actual sunglasses out. Um, I'm sure you had to do a few testing. You had to figure out how to make them float. So what? how long have you been working specifically on Rayos? Um, I would say the first year almost was more in the call it the discovery process where I still had an agency at the time uh, which was the main focus I was working with uh, buddy Colin here in Atlanta and we knew we wanted to we kind of knew two things and one was we wanted to build our own brand our own company um, we loved working with clients but it was time to to put a flag in the ground and develop something like one of those businesses that you want to be in your family for a lifetime um so that was the the one thing and then the other was we wanted to be around outdoors i mean that's definitely one of my biggest passions and it's you know being on the water being around and having an excuse to explore and help others get outside too that was really the first step was knowing those two criteria and then over the course of the year, learning more about different industries and different products and seeing how Luxaca is just an absolute behemoth in the industry. Um, the, the Ray-Ban and Oakley and Lenscrackers, Pearl Vision, they really had a pretty strong grip. Right. And there was space, especially with you know the movement of industry with small business and finding cool niches to to get in there. And that was where we slowly started to develop the idea behind floating sunglasses um, and that really becoming a niche. And then from there, start to flesh out the product and lead times are long, design, um, and through manufacturing. So I'd say that first year, um, about a year and a half ago is when we first really started working on Rams and officially launched with product in hand on March 22nd, the first day of spring this year. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on that real quick, uh, just to give people some perspective. Um, I mean, this was something, this was something that you've you've built soup to nuts, and at your age, I mean, we're thirty years old. Uh, are you thirty? Yeah, man, I made it. That's Woo! what I'm talking about. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, you, you you you're you've able to kind of understand the challenges of each part of the company. And you've been the one to essentially do them, um, whether it's marketing, sales, strategy, this you know this story page on your on your website that we're looking at right here. And your first product line launched March twenty second. I mean, they have seventeen thousand followers on Instagram. Like that's incredible. And so just to kind of give some perspective and scope on everything, I mean this this is this is something that I mean has you know a fair amount of a fair amount of push behind it if, if, if it's not fair to say am I right Jake yeah I mean I think we've had it's been exciting I mean in a lot of ways to see the response from friends family the community in the outdoor space latch onto it and start to carry a little bit that's been for me really exciting none of that has been easy I sure. mean 
it's like you said, man, it's every little piece. No, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a blast. Um, and that was more of a plug, but uh, yeah. I mean that's that's those are substantial numbers, and and we know that you've been fighting tooth and nail, but it, it's impressive, man. It really is. And and here's a here's the official plug, okay? Cranial sewage. We don't quite yet have you know a, a partner out there. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor or anything. I'm not asking you to sponsor us by any means, but at the same time. We want to give you some love. We gave we gave love to a, a, a guest. I believe he was episode eleven. Derek Rhodes, a buddy, who wrote a children's book, and he created a scholarship fund for people who are in intern unpaid internships in public service. Uh, so we bought five of his books. Um, we want to support Rayo's gear. Uh, this past weekend, or actually end of last week, I bought two pairs of sunglasses. And here's the thing, okay? They're $50 each. A lot of Oakleys, a lot of Ray-Bans, they're like way too overpriced. You lose them in the water. These things are so worth it, and you need to get them. And the best way to follow them is on social media. So at Rayos Gear, which is R-H-E-O-S Gear, it is well worth taking a look at, okay? I'm, I'm not, that's not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. We're, you, we're not, we, not only because we love you, Jake, but like this is legit. Yeah. And and people need to take a look at it. So. And they're good. They're good looking shades. They're good looking shades. I got two of them. Case so, <laughs> so I'm gonna alternate every day. Case, you rocking them over there. Case, absolutely. Hey, hey, Jake. Case thinks he has two of them. He really only has one of them now because the other one's down <laughs> in my bedroom. Um, no, but but last bit of that is cool. Every um, off every sale, ten dollars goes to local Atlanta partners like the Atlanta Beltline and other uh, Didn't know that. groups in uh, in Atlanta. So that's a that's a nice exclamation point to the whole piece. You're uh, a game changer, Jake. Jake, on, on to some more serious things here, okay? Um, we, 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 you know, obviously you listen. Obviously you know about the "Are you kidding me?" We would love to open this up for you to uh, to vent a little bit, to explain to us what really might be a positive, are you kidding me, or something that grinds your gears. But uh, we'd love to hear what you got in store for us. Yeah, I was uh, listening to it, I guess, not was it last week or the week before? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that might be coming. <laughs> I was actually, a couple days ago, you guys will love this, of course I'm sitting there, cutting my morning apple, having a little conversation as I'm doing it. Take a big old knife and get a little bit of apple, get a little bit of finger. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So I get to, uh, it's, it's not too bad. Um, but, you know, I go get a couple stitches and I'm sitting there in the, the waiting room. I mean, it's 8.15, 8.30 in the morning. This is not the busiest <laughs> time of day for the urgent care that's conveniently like two blocks away from where I live. I walk in there, it's empty. There's nobody in the waiting room. Then the second person walks in. And sits right next to me. There's an entire <laughs> waiting room. I'm sitting there, like, got my laptop out, trying to not bleed on the computer a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be like, you kidding me, bro? Kidding <laughs> So, how many, uh, from your naked eye, you know, maybe you weren't ra- wearing Rayos at that time, but how many seats do you think were in the waiting room? Man, I would say exactly 32 different seats that were. <laughs> I missed that directly next to you. <laughs> 
I got to be honest. There was there were several. Se- there were several. Are you kidding me? That was a little hard for me to say, Jake. In that one, first of all, the the the, the knife and the finger thing was a little tough. I'm sorry to hear that. But then the being in the urgent care at eight fifteen in the morning—that's a bit of an. Are you kidding me? But the the, the 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 one where the guy sits next to you, that takes the cake. That's an all. That's an all world. Are you kidding me? Dude, go over there. Dude. Yeah. Dude, that's like when you walk into the bathroom too, and the dude's like sitting there in the the center center stall, and you're like, "Come on, bro." Uh-huh. You know what? That was an early one for me. That was an early one for me. I was like a, one of the first three episodes. I had the same exact. Hey, are you kidding me? Because Jake, I think Jake, because a week earlier I went into an establishment and did exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At a podcast. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll let you go, Jake. And again, really appreciate you coming on. Um, again, people, you got to check out these sunglasses, Rayos Gear. Go check them out. Um, and P.S. Uh, I witnessed Jake on the wakeboard. Oh, yeah. Still got it. Still got it. Still got it. I'm Thanks, sure, brother. I'm sure, your knees, I'm sure your knees were like, hey, Jake, are you kidding me? But, <laughs> but still got it. But anyway, man, we'll let you go. Uh, and thanks for coming on. Awesome. Always a pleasure, gents. Talk right. to you soon. All right, Jake. So awesome that Jake joined us. Pretty fired up about interviewing him. He's got great wrestling moves, too. He one time put my knee in my mouth. And he almost, I think he almost killed me. <laughs> not really, me. not really. Eh. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was awesome to have him on. That was a long time coming. And uh, pumped to have Rayo's sunglasses. Really good. Okay, uh, we're going to hit into some, some weekly, tri-weekly segments. Uh, top three. Okay, we introduced that a few weeks ago. Top three, and this top three, uh, you know, I think the last one we talked about TV shows or most binge watching worthy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV shows. And yeah, you, I totally bombed. Yeah, you did top eleven. Um, this time we're gonna do top three bucket list sporting events to attend. Okay, let me uh, tell you that we've been to some good ones. Okay, Duke versus Carolina and Cameron multiple times for me and Kev. Pete and I went to the Canes, the Carolina Hurricanes Stanley Cup Game 7 together. Uh, we both cried. It was awesome. What? I cried. Oh, I don't remember crying. I, I cried. Been, I went to a couple of Stanley Cup finals. So That's did amazing. I. But that Game 7, we stood the whole time. Yeah, that was awesome. U.S. Open, both tennis and golf. NBA All-Star Game. MLS All-Star Game. Yankee Spring, spring Training every year for Pete. Uh, Pete is going to the Ryder Cup this year. I went to a Braves-Yankees World Series game. I went to a Cubs game in Wrigley. I just talked about that. Kev has been to the Waste Management Open in Phoenix multiple times. The list goes on and on and on. I went to Masters, Final Four, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we've been to a lot of them. And they've all been really, really, really good. To me, Kane, Kane's uh, Game 7, Stanley Cup, was the best. Here we go, though. Most, like, bucket list, uh, out of all that, right, we checked all those off. Bucket list, what do you guys want to attend in your lifetime sporting events? Go ahead. It's free for all. Um, uh, so, I want to go to a Yankees World Series game, but that's tough when it's, like, seven games. I mean, if you, could, if you can really, really pick and say, like, a game seven – World Series, like, that'd be cool for the Yankees, obviously. I got a question. Would you go to it? Obviously, you would, but 
Yeah. Would you go to it if it were at the National League Stadium or whoever they're playing in the World Series that year? Or would you want it to be in Yankee Stadium? It would have to be in Yankee Stadium. It has to be in Yankee yeah. Stadium. Bucket list. Is yeah, I don't Stadium. care. I mean, I, well, I went to the old, I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. I've never seen a game. I saw them play Griffey at the old Yankee Stadium. Nice. Um, then I would, I, honestly, pretty much every single Formula One race, just because the coolest part is being able to travel to the countries. Like, they're in Italy and Singapore and Malaysia and all that Monaco. stuff. But if I could pick, I'd say Monaco would nice. be amazing. Um and I, I didn't really come up with a third one because I was doing all the Formula One races. But, I mean, I guess, like, oh, oh, either, like, a Super Bowl or if I could do, like, a USA-Canada hockey gold medal, mm. that would be that nice. would be amazing. USA-Canada, I think, playing tonight. Yeah, and they're playing tonight. But that's a prelim game, though. Kev, what, do you, what about you? I, I know you're a big I, golf guy. I think for Pete, Formula One would just be, I, like, well, outside well, the well, box. See, like my thing is, like, I looked up, like, me and, like, all my buddies – Birthdays and found out which races were there and like you know one year every other year or whatever take their birthday trip to like cool Italy or you know Singapore whatever it is in China like whatever it would be because it's all I think it'd be yeah, cool I mean that that that's a whole lifestyle experience that would be yeah. fun as shit Monaco's always on my birthday nice I know right we going. Yeah. Um, I, I, Ryder Cup would be cool, but I would like to do Ryder Cup a very particular way, like following a certain group or having a certain level of access. But I think that's one of the coolest sporting events out there. You take an individual game like that and put people on teams fighting for their country or their continent. I think it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> bit of a soccer purist, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. El Clasico. El Clasico, for sure. That would be uh, a really cool experience outside the box in the sense that, you know, in Spain they look at soccer as a, you know, like a little bit of an art form, so to mm-hmm. speak. So it would be fun to go see that, those two teams play. Since we're being somewhat particular, where would you want the game to be? Good question. Mm. You know, I don't think I would – I don't think – it would matter to me. I think it would matter that Ronaldo and Messi were playing because okay, I think that, that was the other thing I was going to ask. Yeah. Is like, does it need to be now or just like those two teams? I, I think those two teams with those two guys. Yeah. I, I, whether I'm in Madrid or Barcelona, it doesn't matter. P.S. Neymar and Suarez on Barcelona is a little cherry on top. Yeah. So bad. There's a, there's a couple others that are involved there as well, but those two are just incredible. And then you know the Olympics, Summer Olympics. That'd be cool. You know, sitting in there watching the 100 meter or, or watching Michael Phelps swim. Yeah. I mean, every four years, these people, we talk about all the time, these people put all their effort into this. Their life. And they don't even get, you know, a contract like, you know, some of the bigger sports right. do. So that, those are my three. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Chase? For me, uh, I would love to go to NBA Finals Game 7. Like, looking back at this past June, I would have loved to been at. Do you have an uh, ideal matchup? Yeah, I would have loved to been at Cleveland, Golden State. Kyrie stuff. Do you Kyrie stuff. care which arena it's in? No. No. So you're okay, you know, whether one team wins or loses going out in San Francisco and Cleveland? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather go out in San Francisco. <laughs> Great question. You know, I thought I'd throw it out there. I think I think uh, you know, for me, I, I was rooting for Cleveland because I was rooting for Kyrie. Yeah. 
So I'll root for Cleveland, but then I'll go out in San Francisco. It's, it's not even Cleveland. It's Believeland. So Believe, you, what you could have really won there is just gotten on the team planning on to Vegas. Yeah, that's where you, you go see the game and then party in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that would be awesome. Um, so that that would be cool. And big finals game seven. World Cup soccer final. And you that's you too, Kev. Well, I haven't. A final would be a whole Dude. different level. You've been in the World Cup. Been to the World Cup. In it's something else, boys. Germania. In Alemania. Ger- Germany. I don't know why I said Germania. <laughs> it just kind of came out of my mouth. 06 Germany a bit, but completely different, the final from a... a yeah. Yeah. Final was like bucket list, and that's a lofty, but... What that'd be amazing. Sorry, sorry to chime in here. What the hell is Alemania? It is Spanish for Germany. That's Spanish Germany. for Germany. What? Okay. Yeah. You wrote that in here, and I was like, is that a country? I don't know what that is. I didn't write that. That's Canada. That's, right That's um, a good one, Case. World Cup final would be amazing. And then really the most the, the most exciting one for me is the spike ball championships. <laughs> for two reasons. Most prestigious, if you will? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – I'm telling you, this sport is sweeping the nation. It's going to be in the Olympics in the near future. I want to – I want to – Scout the opponents. I want to scout the competition, see how good they are, because I think amongst the three of us, we can come up with a team and compete. Pete has been introduced. Well, He's uh, been introduced to Spike Ball. We talked about it a on. lot. And and Pete, what do you think yeah, of Spike well, well, Ball? Honest feedback on that. That's what brilliant. I was going to say. If you could scout the competition, that'd be great, because I plan on being in the match. There you go. <laughs> so you're, you're, you love it. It, it, uh, love is a strong word. I greatly enjoy the time outdoors, running around, but being the, athletic. And but that game in particular. It's, it's very fun. It's very addicting. You play once, and it's extremely difficult the first time. But then once you kind of uh, – I've had the good graces that. of learning how to play with the Stevensons who taught strategy and, you know, were very helpful. Um, so I think that escalated my game quickly. But uh, still trying to catch you guys. It's so much fun to play. We've been doing it like every weekend. It's fascinating. I mean, sitting there and playing it, and and you know, so Pete was a defender, a great defender in in soccer in high school, and as a baseball player too. As a baseball the player, there's so much defense that goes into spike ball. And guess what? Pete is really good at defense. Offense. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I mean he's, he's like I Capable. mean obviously he's taking time, but like it's just funny how to see how. You get in there, you get the competition going, and you just kind of take on your own sort of game. It's a completely new game that we have nobody teaching us how to do it. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to, like, watch you know, watch you guys play it, watch us play it, you know. I, I got to play defense with you guys spiking the hell out of the ball every time. I'm, like, running around like nobody's business. It's a great it's fun, game. man. We need to, again, we need to set up a league in the trial area, and that's, that's going to – we need to do it. If you had to pick three sports that combined – Skill set was spike ball. What would they be? Quick volleyball, tennis, and isn't handball a game? Yeah, it like is. You, like we like something where you need but your hands. There's something on defense that's more similar to like football or basketball to me. I think the stance or maybe basketball. Because like Pete, you gotta like like when someone spikes it, you're backing up like you're guarding a receiver and you're turning and going. Uh, I kind of think of it in baseball in that way because the ball okay. is up in the air and you kind of like you have to get back to it. it I thought of it in the same way like on in, in, a, in the outfield when the ball gets hit, you always take a step back. True, it's kind of like that. You always take a step back on defense. You always take a step back on or step forward on offense. 
that, like that type of deal. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent here. No. Back to Casey's point about Blue Apron, about Reos, about Dollar Shave Club. Spikeball. Play some spike ball. Play if you're listening to this ball. podcast right now, go play it. It's we'll a great play. workout. It's fun as hell. It's great camaraderie. Fitter Raleigh, hit us up. We'll play. Yeah, we'll play. We'll play anytime, any day. Just come to our home court first. We'll do a home court. <laughs> Bring it. Not any place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not any place. Okay. Uh, so that's the top three. Those were good. Are you kidding me? Got to end. Got to end with are you kidding me. So All day. Kev, you got one? Yeah. Um, I was going to do an are you kidding me about these people. And I guys, I would like for you to tell me what these people have in common. Mm. Adrian Peterson, Jonathan Stewart, Amir Abdullah, Doug Martin, Arian Foster, Thomas Rawls, Danny Woodhead. Uh, they all play football, man. They all play football. But they uh, all they're all injured running backs? Yes. Week two, those are all mm. injuries. I didn't from I didn't week pick two up of that. the NFL, man. Nice. Are you kidding me? What I know. a tough position to play. No, it's nuts. I mean, as a fantasy owner, it keeps me up at night. Because you just you're like, you know, I just drafted this guy. Are you kidding me? He's already hurt? Yeah. And then you gotta look up for the fourth string running back because he's gonna be the guy ending the season. Yeah, really. Are you kidding me? Pete. Uh, so my are you kidding me is still back to football. Um, trying to round out the segment. Football. Uh, they're talking about eliminating kickoffs, and I understand the health aspects of it. But I mean, can we not? Th- I mean, there is an enormous brain trust for the NFL. Can we not think of something to make this work? I mean, you can't eliminate kickoffs. It, some of the most historical plays have occurred on kickoffs, like the Music City Miracle. You know, uh, oh. like. Super Bowls have been started with a kickoff getting run back. Like, it's just an incredible... Like, there are some of the greatest... Not greatest. Some of the, you know... Very exciting. I mean, it gives them a chance. Now, it's people are... The kickers are so strong, and it's it's been moved up to where they're just kicking to the back of the end zone every single time. So, what's the point of a kick? But, like, guys like Dante Hall for the Chiefs back in the day, like, were only for, like, returning kickoffs and punts and things like that. Like, he would be... He would have not been existed in the league. How'd you feel about See, this? Rather than kick off, do a punt. I mean, the, you're still getting smashed. Yes. Like the whole idea. And, and see, the thing is, even when you kick off from the forty, the first guy on the line is still getting smashed. It's only the guy returning that's not getting laid out. Yeah. Like everyone else, like Everybody's is still getting, getting hit. Touched. So you obviously, you obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're a smart guy. You obviously know why, but it does take. Some of the zest away from it certainly does the NFL. I, I understand why they took they they have contemplated. Yeah, but but what about onside kicks? You couldn't do onside sure. kicks anymore. Like you 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 just took out because what if you there are there I know Sean Payton That's did a good this point where you he came out of the second half or came out for the second half and started and with an onside, onside kick. kick yeah. Like you wouldn't be able to do That's that. That's true. And it's just it, you're taking a That's huge. Your, and they say you need to do well in all phases of the game. That would go from three phases to two phases, basically, other than like punts and stuff. But I mean, if you're taking out kickoffs, why not take out punts? All right. Those guys are getting lit. Some of the kick returners, when they don't do a fair catch, get dominated. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't, I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. It's never going to be a safe sport. They know what they signed up for. So I, I just. So that's a. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's like a thought-provoking 
It's very thought provoking because I fall. I can fall both sides on it. Yeah, um, I could too. I but, don't know where. But it, it it really just matters what lens you're viewing it from. It really does. I mean, but it's it a is. Good, it's a good point, especially this time of year, Pete. And it is. And are you kidding me? Yeah, I couldn't. Okay, Narco season two has been released on Netflix. I have yet to finish season one. I'm a little behind there. Uh, but I do like the show. But in the spirit of Narcos, I saw this stat on Twitter today. And I, th- I think I've seen it before, but I'll quote it. At the peak of his power, infamous Medellin cartel boss Pablo Escobar brought in $420 million a week <laughs> in revenue. That is absurd. Yeah. That's about yeah. how much our podcast is pulling in. Yeah, it's just pretty similar. Well, I mean, we'd have to cut it in half, but yeah. <laughs> but the uh, taxes. But the um, I saw another one too, where like he had a, a an ungodly amount of money per year uh, get eaten by rats. rats. It was like millions. Millions. He, he spent like thirty thousand dollars a month in rubber bands. To wrap the money? Oh my god. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's like a that's like a where you this is the sound of my palm hitting my forehead. Are, Are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. You gotta say it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Love it. Okay. We're gonna have a collective Are You Kidding Me to finish this off. Um, who wants <clears throat> to take it? Because I'm not. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, so we all happen to individually, I feel like, see this one clip today of um, the men's final for the triathlon, which I believe took place in Mexico. Hmm. And uh, the guy who was in first, you know, was on the last leg where they like end up running on carpet. And, um, he just totally shut down like his body. He couldn't move anymore. He started to go towards the crowd and one of the, you know, probably supervisors started to like grab him to keep him standing. And he's so wobbly. And then the second and third place guys started to come around the corner and the guy in first was from Great Britain, Brownlee. And, uh, the second and third place guy come around the corner and the guy in second is also from Great Britain and happened to be his brother. His older brother. Wow. And the guy in third was from South, uh, Africa. South Africa. And the guy in second, who's the older brother, stopped, put his younger brother's arm around his back, and they both like ran in unison. So he gave up second to grab his brother, finish the last, you know, hundred yards or so, and then the basically threw his brother across the line in front of him to finish second so that he finished third. I didn't even know. And the guy that. from South Africa won one. I didn't even notice that he so pushed he, his brother. Across. Yeah, so like they're coming, and I thought like that was kind of weird. He kind of pushed him at the end and didn't help him, but it was like you get second, I got third. Uh, I didn't even realize. And that. it was just, it, I think it's just a testament to how incredible sports are, and you know, for you guys and for me, like brotherhood and yeah. you know, just family and things like that. It's just so much more important, and kind of what show, you know, principles and things like that. Found a pretty cool inspirational quote here. That I think sums it up. Mary Lou Retton, a trophy carries dust, memories last forever. Two. Pretty cool to see those two wow, do that. that. So the, uh, the, uh, the kind of along those lines is they the announcers during the clip are like, I'm pretty sure he can't grab him 
but I don't care. This is awesome. Yeah. They were both like, I don't think this is real. Like, I don't think this is allowed, but I think everyone's going to let it slide. I think, uh, I don't know. There's just so much going on right now in our country, in our world. It's just like so much negativity and like all the new, like we, we talk about it a lot amongst the three of us. Like whenever you turn on the news, it's something negative. It's cool to see moments like these. Positive news. I yeah. think there should be a positive news channel. It's only good stories. Like <laughs> and this a dog sees a man. But this this was pretty cool to see and, and to see it in the platform of sport mm-hmm. was pretty neat. So that was a very positive. Wow. Are you kidding me? Nice. That was cool. Definitely. And for two brothers to do it, again, as you mentioned, Pete, you know, our brothers are very important to us. Yeah. Me and Kev, obviously, very close. So uh, that was cool to see. Touch the heart. Uh, way to go, Brownies. Yeah. So that's the show this week. Uh, again, thanks to Jake Burton. And quick shout-out to those who, you know, they know that it's uh, transitioning from summer to fall. With that comes hurricane season, lots of rain, lots of thunderstorms, who bring their umbrella and rain jacket to work, but leave it in the car. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Good episode. See you guys next time. Cheers. Adios. Repeat the same.